can be a great people, Kalel. They wish to be. They only lack the light to show the way. For this reason, above all, their capacity for good. I have sent them you, my only son. Leroy with my co-host. This is Eli the Hut. There we go. <laughs> Eli, I met an interesting person today. Oh yeah, you meet Pete? You still make make friends? Yeah, I made like a real friend today. <laughs> Not like a Twitter friend, like a real friend, you know. Okay. <laughs> he was an older gentleman, but his name was Gene Gray. Oh no shit. Yeah, G with a gene like G E N E Gray. So I did don't he think- have re- did he have red hair? He didn't have red hair. He wasn't from Phoenix. You know, <laughs> I asked all these questions. He was like, uh, no. <laughs> so kind of like one of his feet, like, damn it, he doesn't get the joke, you know. And I can't say it on my regular time because nobody else will get the joke. You know, I just want to just yell in the sky. I want to meet him. Gee! You know, but nobody would get that shit and I look crazy doing it. So I don't know. That was that was a fun time. So shout out to Gene Gray, who I know for a fact is not watching this podcast or ever even heard of this podcast. The real Gene Gray. The real Gene Gray, not <laughs> This bullshit Fox doing. <laughs> that being said, like I said, we just passed by. Uh, we just had a interesting week last week. Uh, for those that were, you know, initiating or celebrating last week, we just passed through uh, 420, which is a holiday. Some people celebrate, you know, like to celebrate, you know, the devil's lettuce, if that's what we're going to call it. Like I said, we like to censor ourselves some time on this on this podcast uh eli did you I've celebrate 420 i've never heard it been called the devils <laughs> what really <laughs> no that's a new one <laughs> uh but no my answer is no i don't celebrate 420 anymore i'm clean and sober now man i i i gave up all the i gave up everything yeah i'm bo- I, I live a boring life now Cool. You're like Eminem now. Eminem just got his 10 year sobriety badge. Yeah, I'm total total straight edge. Yeah, no, there we true go. We, we are <laughs> X's with, on my hand. Comic book bullies, believe it or not, are a drug free podcast. <laughs> At least now. Oh, I I used to be <laughs> a big pothead, especially back. At, you know what? I think I stopped reading comics because I was buying too much weed. <laughs> like, now, I'm gonna go one, one of these, I, I have too many habits. I, I, one of these habits got to I, go. I, yeah, I was, you know, I was blaming it on Marvel and being all lame and comics, super, getting tired of superhero comics. But I think part of it was I just didn't have enough money to buy comics anymore. I just was buying too many fucking uh, eighths and quarters and shit. Yeah, you can't have too many habits going on. You can't have too many addictions. It's one or the other, you know. So. Too many pipes, too many bongs, too many zigzag bro, zigzag rolls. Like this shit is getting expensive. <laughs> blunts. Goddamn, blunts are like the biggest waste of money ever. Like they're cool at the time, 
that then you're like, damn, all my weed's gone. Like- <laughs> <laughs> you got to buy them in a pack. Okay, here's the thing about... I don't know why we talk about this. Shit, but I'm talking about this anyway. The best thing to do is to buy blunts in a pack, a big hundred pack. You get them at a cheaper price. That way you can... Here's the thing. I didn't no, smoke I, it. I, I'm talking about my bag of weed. I like smoking my whole bag of weed in one ass joint, one big ass joint. What the and hell? Then being out of weed. By yourself? <laughs> well, no. I mean, oh, I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> you're like we might have to sit down and have an intervention. A, <laughs> a blunt is like you're rolling up like an eighth. Right. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Like an entire blunt. That's why, why are we talking about this? <laughs> yeah. Then you're out of weed. And I'm like, damn. I just blew my blew fifty bucks on one high. <laughs> right, you put that much weed in a blunt, a full blunt, like you didn't chop it and have anything like that. Yes, that's a lot of weed. Like I said, I didn't smoke it, but I may have. I'm gonna say, what's the best way to say this? You got a contact high? Not contact high, that too. But I just say I made some investments in in it. <laughs> you had weed. You had brownies. You had weed brown. You ate it. <laughs> didn't eat it but let's just okay here's i'll, I'll just because i don't want to incriminate myself on this but basically i didn't i didn't smoke it i didn't get contact high but however i knew that i could i used to buy the blunts for cheap like you, i was telling you you were a middleman i was a middleman right so you were the messenger i, I, I was the it. messenger I so I, I was not a drug dealer i did not sell drugs i just sold the blunts which are legal there you go. Yeah. Now, what you do after you buy the blunt, that's on you. That has, that has to do with me. So <laughs> and you don't watch you. You said you don't. You said you don't watch Atlanta. I don't watch Atlanta. Oh man, there was like this. They did like this parody of commercials once, and they were doing a Philly of, or is it a Swishers? It was a Swishers commercial or something, and they were talking about. He's like, oh, I love Swishers. And he's like the, the 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 different flavors and the taste and the blah 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 premium tobacco and then he just rips it apart and dumps out the tobacco <laughs> <laughs> and just keeps the paper. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah, like I said, and if you celebrated 420, I hope you also celebrated 421, which is National <laughs> Random Drug Screen Day at work. So. <laughs> so yes celebrate responsibly kids uh eli there's one more thing i want to talk about before we get to the nerd shit like i said it's a bunch of nerd shit we got to talk about but one let's let's talk real for a second can we talk about the starbucks thing for a second okay okay you know what yeah let's talk about that because i got a funny story okay which will lead into nerd shit okay hopefully (laughs) we will lead into the nerd shit with starbucks like i said we have some interesting stuff that's going on with starbucks and like i said it has nothing to do with nerd shit but at the same time i do want to celebrate what starbucks is going because a lot of people are saying you know they're doing a bad thing like i said i can't remember the date but they're actually going to close down their store for either like a day or a couple hours and they're going to have like you know uh you know racial training you know on how to deal with no different races and cultures and things like that and that's something i applaud them for and other companies i wish they did also but before they started doing it, people were starting to boycott Star- Starbucks as a whole because of that whole situation that happened in Philadelphia. You know, two black guys were sitting there and two minutes later, they called the cops on them. So people want to boycott the entire Starbucks just for some bullshit that happened in Philadelphia. Now, me personally, Eli, and I made this maybe an unpopular opinion, but I do think that was an overreaction to boycott Starbucks as a franchise for that situation. Now, was that manager racist? Sure. 
was the cops racist sure maybe the entire store was racist okay i'll give you that but does that mean that the entire franchise of starbucks is racist because of some shit that happened in one town i don't think so. i don't think that paints a picture on the entire you know franchise yeah. that's like saying i'm gonna give you an example subway now we know a couple years ago their ceo got into some trouble now, if we were to blame him for that, does that mean that the entire franchise of Subway are a bunch of pedophiles? Like the lunch lady that, you know, that fixed my food to this morning, does she, you know, have some dark secret I don't know about? No, probably not. She's probably just, just a lady and just works and just collecting a check. So we shouldn't blame one person for the entire, you know, for the entire franchise. But here's the thing. Once they started doing that, and then people were saying, okay, Starbucks is going to close down and do, you know, racial training. Then the other side got pissed off and wanted to boycott. Like, how are you going to boycott that? That doesn't make any sense. You don't want people to learn how to, you know, talk to other people without pissing them off or how to deal with situations like that. Like, how are both sides going to get upset? I think everybody needs to calm down. People need to, you know, like I said, and I'm glad that uh, Starbucks got in front of this, you know, decided to you know, calm down this situation that went all over the news and could have hurt their business and decided to do something to get in front of it. But I don't see how you can get mad over a situation like that. So that's that's my whole thing about the Starbucks thing. I think everybody should just calm down and I think we should applaud them for getting in front of the situation and firing that asshole manager to call or whoever that was to call the cops on them. So Yeah. Yeah, that's that that's some bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I mean personally I think I mean I, I, I get it. I get why they're doing it. I there's a there's a little the asshole part of me that thinks it's a little bit of grandstanding. Dare I say it? It is grandstanding. It is grandstanding. A little you know a little white guilt gone you know awry a little bit. But I, I get it. I, I you know I'm not going to be that guy. Well, I guess I just was. But <laughs> <laughs> but hey, whatever you know. Um, yeah, I, I I get it. You know that's fine. And and, and it, it's it's. Uh, it's like, it's a, it's it was a, a PR forward. nightmare and they doing something they're doing. They are grandstanding to, you know, to get rid of this PR nightmare. And and I applaud them for that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're making steps to correct a situation. And right. And that, that, that's fine. That's fine. You know, I, I can't fault anybody for trying, <laughs> trying to do the right thing. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, so, I was I, I saw one of the uh, Avengers uh, uh, TV spots. Oh shit! Why, man? I thought we were on blackout mode. <laughs> it just came on, and it was just a small little clip that had it was it was Wakanda, fucking Black Panther, T'Challa, and was it Shuri, or it might have been Okoye, one of them. Okay. She's t- talking to T'Challa. She's like, you know, when we were open up opening up Wakanda to the world, I, this isn't what I expected. And T'Challa's like, what did you expect? And she's like, well, I don't know, maybe host the Olympics or open a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the perfect time to do that. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> this was just the other day. This is <laughs> right. Day. And I just busted out laughing. <laughs> Okay, that is funny. I can see people in the theater now when they say that and a star, but I'd be like, oh, why'd you have to say that? Boycott this movie. <laughs> right. Boycott Avengers. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, let's talk about Avengers for a second before we move on to stuff. Because I'm sick of the clips and trailers and TV spots and all this shit. Like, it's too much. Like, I just yeah. want to just not... I want to avoid all this shit as much as possible. I don't want to see the Black Order fighting Black Widow or Scarlet Witch for two minutes clips before I go see the movie. I just want to just go in blind. I think... After you get those two trailers, that's it. There should be nothing else leaked. That should should be yeah. anything else. You know, it ain't like we don't know the story. Well, we don't know the story. Like, like we already know the story. <laughs> well, we know Thanos kills a bunch well, we of people. We kind of do, but we don't know, we know, know the story. You know. Yeah, we we don't know the the exact plot of the movie, but we've. If you're a comic book fan, you, you pretty much know it's. Gonna yeah, <laughs> we're sold on the movie. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't have yeah. to sell so, us anymore, Marvel. You know. Yeah. We're, 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 yeah, we, yeah, we can put two and two together. You know who did it the so, best? You know who did it the best? Star Wars The Force Awakens. If I don't give Star Wars credit for anything else, I give them credit for that. They have trailers and you don't know what the fuck is going on. They just yeah. drop a trailer, no talking, very barely talking. They might show a scene and shit like that, but you really don't know what the fuck is going on. And they don't drop clips and they don't have these long dialogues or what this guy's going to do, what this guy's going to do. No, you just go in. When we, when I went to see The Force Awakens, I did had no idea what to expect. You know, yeah. and, and that's how, how it should expect. be, right? They dropped like three trailers, three, three but they were four. shorter. They wasn't like three minutes yeah. long or two minutes long like these trailers are now. Yeah, but, we didn't know what the story was. I had no. I thought Finn was going to be the main character. Right, it was <laughs> a mystery. We thought Finn was the main character, but turns out Ray was the main character. Yeah. We didn't know, you know. So that's what I wish more movies would do, especially these big tempo movies that you don't have to sell us on. Just give us the movie, and let us go see it. I don't want. Don't don't be like BVS. Well, you give half the movie before we even go see the movie, you know. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to be that bad, but yeah. Uh, so, a shitty villain. Right. And just show them like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to see no, that shit. You see, you're doing the opposite. <laughs> you're selling me not to go see the movie. <laughs> uh, that means, say, can we move on to the to the next por- source, uh, portion? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, like I said, this is the part we always talk about on the comic book bullies. This is the box office numbers. So if you haven't, if you don't know what the box office are, we're going to tell you what happened this weekend. And like I said, we have right now, number one, give it to me, Eli, what you think it is? Oh, shit. What came out? Did something come out? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and I don't I, know. What's, what's up? Yeah, I didn't see anything, so I don't even know anymore. I, I don't know. Yeah, this isn't <laughs> the most exciting week, you know, for box office numbers. But right now, number one is A Quiet Place. So it is the number. Oh, really? Again? Yeah, uh, yeah again. So, so number one, I think it's either number one or it went back to number one or whatever it was. It's it's there again now. Uh, number two is Rampage, you know, The Rock. You know, okay. they're saying it's the greatest video game movie ever made. The fact that it's completely average. So, yeah, good job for him. <laughs> uh, number three is I Feel Pretty, the Amy Schumer movie. Oh, Eli, please tell me. I, I don't get it, man. man what's the what's the deal with her why why is she a thing i heard she's supposed to be funny and i heard she's supposed to be hot that's what i hear i I, okay that's news to me on both (laughs) that's what i hear okay Um, don't see it any of that but (laughs) i don't see it either i don't hear any of it but i guess she has an audience so i don't know everything doesn't have to be for everybody so if people do find her pretty or hot or funny or whatever hey who am i to judge who am i to say you're wrong you yeah, like what it? do i know yeah what do i know i mean you know 
she's no Misty Knight, but you know that's that's, that's me. You know. <laughs> uh, number four, we have uh, Super Troopers two. Eli, did you ever see Super Troopers one? A long time ago. Okay, yeah. that yeah. shit was funny to me. That shit was funny. <laughs> that was fun, yeah. I, I like Super Troopers. I don't. I don't know about two. I'm not sold on two, but. We'll wait and see about that. Uh, going down the list, we have uh, Truth or Dare. I guess that's a new Bloomhouse movie that they just played Truth or Dare and, and whatever. Uh, number six, we have Ready Player One. Number seven, we have Blockers, the John Cena movie. And number eight is Black Panther, which is going down there. Wow, this first time it was out of number five in a while. Yeah, still number 10, so that's still pretty good with one week left to Infinity War. Uh, number nine is Traffic. The fuck is that? Oh, that's that new black horror movie. It's like the new Get Out. Now, is now when you say black horror movie, it's like a bunch of black people, it's just like one black person surrounded by a bunch no, of white people. No, it's like it's like a bunch of black people in a horror movie. I, and I think white cool. and I think white folks are like the scary people again. Okay, cool. That sounds interesting. Being stalked, yeah, black people being stalked by white folks. Okay, hey, that's always scary to me, so yeah, I might like that. They're in the country, of course. <laughs> I like how, how I, I watched Get Out, and I remember people saying, like, Get Out wasn't a horror movie. Get Out was a thriller. Like, no, fuck that. That shit was a horror movie. I've been in those situations before. Uh, yeah. And it's like, yeah, once you leave town and start, there's like, you start getting where you start seeing cows and shit. Exactly. And you start like, oh, okay. You know, then I look at what shirt I'm wearing. Okay, cool. Captain America, red, white, and blue. I should be good. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And number 10, we have Isle of Dogs. I don't know what the fuck it is. I know you told me what this is, but I forgot every single time you told me. Is that the Wes Anderson uh, animated, claymated or whatever? It's that stop motion animation. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Wes Anderson. Is it Wes Anderson? Yeah, I think it was Wes. The artsy fartsy, you know, animated movie. Cool. For, I guess. I don't know. What pretentious film scholars. Yes. You know. Yeah. Once you say Wes Anderson, I kind of figure it was going to be a pretentious movie, but you know, yeah. that's that's it. Now that being said, let's go to let's dig in some of the numbers. Let's look at what Black Panther is right now. Like I said, Black Panther hasn't broken any records lately. It's pretty much where it's going to be, and I don't think it's going to pass anytime soon. All time worldwide, how far is it from the next one? It's about okay. The movie is about it's number ten worldwide of all time right now. It is number number nine in Star Wars: Last Jedi. It's about eight. No, no, no. It's about ten million away from the Last Jedi, which maybe catch it. I don't know. You know, it just got released in Saudi Arabia, so that's a good thing. But I don't know yeah. how much Saudi Arabia is gonna. You know, did they like not have movie theaters? Like, yeah, for like thirty years they banned movies. Yeah, so. Yeah, so. so yeah. So I don't know how much. So they opened one movie theater to show one movie theater and showed one movie. <laughs> so I doubt they're gonna draw ten million just from that. So you know, uh, and another thing I want to say, Rampage. Look at Rampage one time. I know we neither one of us seen Rampage, but I just find these numbers on Rampage interesting. The the critic score and the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Like I said, the, the box office score, Rotten Tomatoes trashed it, gave it a Rotten score. It is 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, blah, of course. But the audience score is actually even higher than what I said was last time, last week, and it's 82%. So it's like you're getting this huge disparity. I don't, I don't know, Eli. That's just, that's just weird to me. Yeah, well, like you were saying, was it last week? Like, critics, yeah, this isn't a critics movie. 
You know, they're dirt. They, they they went and watched Isle of Dogs and oh, and gave that a high rating. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they probably didn't even see it all the way through. They probably just gave it a five out of five score before the movie even finished. You know, after credit, it was Wes Anderson, so it must be good. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, oh, this movie's about big giant monsters with the rock. Oh, 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 you know. Right, while the oh. audience is saying, oh, it's Big Giant Monsters movie with The Rock. Hell yeah, yeah. let me go see this shit. <laughs> so it's like, you gotta know what you're getting movie like that. That's what I'm saying. Can critics not rate a movie on fun? That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, because, Eli, are, are we are we critics or fans? I mean, which which one are we? I, I, I'd say a bit of both. I mean, yeah. I like to say, I, I mean, I... I've, I've took in some film classes. I think I've, yeah. I can, I, I, I know a thing or two about, you know, the art of movie magic. Yeah. And so. like I said, we, we've had some discussions on here about movies in general, like certain movies. And I, I think I like to think we dig in a little deeper than the average fan, you know, would, you yeah. know. So yeah. I, I think we walk that line. But at the same time, we are fans. We can sit back and have fun and enjoy a movie. And I think, I don't know why it's hard for a critic to just, okay, I understand this movie has pacing issues. Maybe the acting is not good. And maybe this guy's just playing this guy. And maybe this scene doesn't make any sense. Or what's the theme of the movie? But is it hard for a critic to just sit back and just say, this movie is fun. This movie is entertaining. This movie is enjoyable. I mean, how hard is that to say? I mean, because let's say that we we know we've seen some movies that do have all this stuff, that do have superb pacing, cinematography, great acting, and be boring as fuck. Yeah. You know? It's like like critics, I mean, critics get paid essentially to talk shit, you know? (laughs) So they have to come up, they have to sit there while watching a movie, thinking of all the shit that they're going to talk. Well, good or bad about what the movie that they're watching. So, you know, and, and sometimes they're like, oh, oh, I got to go watch a, a giant monster movie starring The Rock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they already know what kind of shit they're going to talk. And they're, they've already made it up in their they, head. They've already made up their mind. It's a video game movie with The Rock, the giant monster. They, they've already written the score before they've seen the movie. Yeah. This is below me, so I'm gonna let it let everybody know. So, <laughs> right, and, and and I guess you could say that if you went to film school and you took all these criticism courses, and if you give Rampage a good score, I guess they think they will be looked down upon in the critic community. I guess like, oh, he liked Rampage, so obviously he doesn't know what a good movie is, you know? Yeah. And that's that's another thing I want to ask. So, what's the difference between a good movie and a fun movie? Like I've heard people saying, like it may be a fun movie, but they didn't make it good. Why not? What's the difference? If you if you if you like the movie, what's the suit to say it's not a good movie? Yeah. Like I like like I was saying, like John Wick 2. Yeah. It's 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 just a straight up action movie full of just cartoony violence, not to be taken seriously at all, and just a lot of fun to watch if you're into action movies. But the second time around, I was noticing how well constructed the movie was and that the filmmakers were actually trying to say things artistically and i was like wow this is actually a very well-made movie for being just a dumb action flick you know yeah (laughs) so you know uh, you know in the end it's all art and artists are always trying to say things and you know i mean yeah there is some exploitations movies out there that are just you know that just exploitative you know you know escapism but you know but sometimes they they sneak in little Little, little, little themes and little messages here and there, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you catch it, you catch it. If not, you can still watch it for 
you know, like like Black Panther. You could just watch that as a superhero movie and have fun, and it's great. But then you can also look at all the political statements it makes. Right, know? and you can choose to see that. You can choose not to see that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So. But like I said, that's long as we spent for a movie we neither one of us has even seen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about some more Marvel. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Deadpool. Like I said, yeah. there was another movie that I said was dropping way too many trailers. Every time you turn around, it's another trailer, it's another trailer. Calm down with the trailers. But here's the thing, Eli. When I saw the movie, the trailer floored me. I was like, I'm I'm actually more excited after this trailer. I'm more excited for this Deadpool movie than it was the last Deadpool movie. Yeah. That's just me because it's giving me everything yeah. I want. It's giving me the classic funny lines that Deadpool was saying. Of course, he did the stuff you expected him to do. Like we were saying, is he going to make a Thanos joke? He made a Thanos joke. Is he going to make a DC joke? He made a DC joke. So he did all those <laughs> things. He it had like a had fun action in it. You had Cable, you know, being Cable exactly like you remember. Uh, it has is world building with the X Force. Like you said, you got Domino and Shatterstar and all these other folks and everybody's instant favorite on the internet peter yeah <laughs> now everybody loves peter now here's the thing I, I i have fun with the internet always speculating on who peter is oh peter peter is supposed to be uh blah 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 from excalibur number 28 or x factor number blah. fuck all that shit look i went and studied what the fuck peter is peter has a twitter page like a real fucking Twitter page has about a uh, hundred followers, something like that. He's been active since like February or March. And he's on there post posting like back in March for the movie was like, well done posting, you know, pictures of like uh, opinions on other movies and stuff and posting food <laughs> pics and, and posting pictures of his dog. I'm like, wait, what, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and, and I, and I realized it even, even though, it's not real. It's just it's just funny because that's how deep Deadpool is going in with this meta marketing they're doing. His whole Twitter page is marketing. Yeah. So it's just funny to me. And he's got a picture of himself with the GIF. You know, I had fun on with Deadpool, and it's just him. You know, skydiving. <laughs> you know and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just funny with me. So yeah, and I'm pretty sure when when the movie's all said and done, Peter's gonna be somebody. But honestly, it doesn't even it doesn't even matter. Who cares? Yeah. It, yeah. It's Deadpool. Like yeah. some some of this shit you can't think too hard about. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh anything else in that trailer that I saw that I liked? Uh other than that, that's pretty much it. Like I said, the trailer was pretty straightforward, but I just like the fact that they were world building with the X Force, and I think that's a that's a great thing. So uh yeah, other I'm than, I'm, yeah. that's I'm I mean I, I might I I will go on the record and say I think I'm more excited for that than the Avengers. I'm sure I'll see the Avengers, but you know, I, I thought the last Deadpool movie was great, and I'm not even a Deadpool movie. I mean, I'm not even a Deadpool. Yeah, but like fan. neither one of us even liked Deadpool before that yeah. movie, but that movie sold us on Deadpool. You know. Yeah, I mean, as a as a movie, I, I thought it was great. Right. <laughs> it's one like, of the better superhero movies that they that It was a great made, superhero you know? movie. It was a great romantic comedy. You know, it was just funny. Yeah. Had great action. Uh, it was just one of the top tier X Men movies all together. You know, it was just a yeah. like a, just a brilliant movie. So, and I'm I'm hoping Deadpool two can top that, but I'm excited for it with everything again. They give me Cable man, so I'm sold in that. Josh Brolin is gonna whoop everybody's ass in May. <laughs> that's all that's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, that let me say, let's keep talking about the MCU because actually some more stuff. Want to talk about the MCU? Uh, IGN and I don't know why I'm promoting IGN on this list because I just am. Uh, they put out this list of the MCU movies. 
of the timeline of the movies you should watch in order to prepare yourself for infinity war you know they say oh you got to watch this movie you got to watch that movie and if you watch the movie you'd be ready for the infinity war eli i said fuck that list i got my own yeah. list because that's what the fuck we do here <laughs> here's my list and i'm saying these are the only movies i say it's only four movies you have to watch to prepare for infinity war four movies and that's it and you're gonna be good to go and i'm gonna tell you the movies avengers winter soldier Age of Ultron and Civil War. Those four movies, that is it. Everything else is filler. Everything else in those other movies are explained in those four movies I just told you. If they're not explained in those four movies, they will be explained in Avengers Infinity War. I guarantee you because they've already explained it in the trailer. So Ant-Man, ain't got to see it. Iron Man 2, they probably don't movie don't exist anymore. Incredible Hulk, Marvel sounds like the movie doesn't even exist anymore. Hell, even Black Panther... At the end of the day, it's filler. Yeah. And yeah. so that's what I'm saying. Just watch those four movies. You're good to go. You don't have to watch Agents of Shield. None of that shit matters on that show. You don't have to watch any of those Netflix shows. Luke Cage, trust me, he's not gonna be in, in Infinity War. None of that shit. Yeah. And if you haven't seen a Marvel movie yet, don't bother. Don't don't bother. <laughs> don't bother right. watching any of them. Don't bother watching Infinity War. Yeah, you're not going to do a crash course of 10 years worth of fucking movies to understand. If, that, but that's, you what, that's what I'm you saying. If you do it now, don't bother. You ain't, you ain't going to be in. You're saying into it. Right. And, and I know for a fact, anybody listening to this podcast has seen all of these movies like multiple times. So, of course, I'm yeah. not talking to you guys. I, I get yeah. it. I get it. But just for the other people out there, like I said, that are here, all the hoopla about Infinity War, I'm saying those four movies, you watch those four movies, you will be up to speed. That's it. And matter of fact, yeah. you possibly could skip Winter Soldier. Honestly. I'm, yeah, probably. Yeah. Only the reason yeah. I'm saying you got to stick with Winter Soldier because, like I said, this is a Russo movie. So you at least want to watch the Russo movies, you know, at least because Winter Soldier is in there. Plus, you want to, because Bucky, Bucky is so integral into these movies now, you kind of kind of see where he came from. But honestly, yeah. even what happened to S.H.I.E.L.D. in the overarching, you know, story of the mcu really doesn't matter like she was there then disappeared like yeah fuck it you know and then fucking you know fury shows up with a you know with a, with a helicarrier at end of age of ultron right yeah. so it's like <laughs> she'll technically still there you know yeah, he had he had one of those stash somewhere right in, in his garage well they explained <laughs> it on the episode of ages of shield oh okay well sure but you don't I'll have get... to watch it but i'll yeah. just say colson got a phone call like samuel jackson didn't show up he just got a phone call <laughs> he was like yes sir don't worry i'll bring it so he opens up his door and you see the helicarrier okay in agent seal <laughs> but <laughs> so apparently colson was hiding the helicarrier for uh samuel jackson but samuel jackson never showed up on the show to explain it you just kind of got to put the piece together you know yeah and so that's well, yeah like like i said my, my sister has never seen a marvel movie like mcu movie and yeah. that's the thing, like, it's kind of hard for us to understand that, but there yeah. is a large part of the world that don't give a fuck about any of these movies. She doesn't give a shit. She doesn't know who any of these characters are. Right. Or she's like, like the Hulk, you know, or, or <laughs> maybe maybe Captain America because she's heard of him, but maybe she doesn't know who the fuck Bucky right. is or give a shit. I remember when I first Guardians saw the first Captain Avengers State. trailer and people saw Thor and they were like, oh, He-Man's in this movie. Like, no, <laughs> he's yeah. not. Yeah, they, 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 she doesn't give a shit, you know, but she went and saw BBS and... You know, Wonder Woman, because she knows who they are. 
Right, because everybody, everybody in every third world country knows Superman. You know, they know who yeah. Superman is and all these characters. But yeah, these other Marvel characters, especially back in 2012, they were unknown. Nobody knew who the fuck they were. Yeah. No. Hell, you told me 20 years ago that Iron Man would be the biggest hero in in the, like the biggest movie star hero. I'd be like, fuck, you crazy? Iron Man? Hell. Yeah. That was insane. Like, Iron Man it. was going to be a good movie? <laughs> exactly. That's That's what shocked me. <laughs> that's what shocked me i went so holy shit that was a good movie <laughs> right like iron man like like that's the funny thing people don't realize that in the 90s and 80s iron man comics sucked they were terrible like nobody read iron man so yeah. it made me wonder how did they make a good movie out of iron man yeah that, that built that, that built this whole thing upon <laughs> right <laughs> Like they built the whole thing on Iron Man. That's that's that. I'm still shocked about that. Like if you told me that 20 years ago, I wouldn't believe it. But yeah, that, and that's where we are yeah. now. Infinity. Infinity. Like looking back, like I remember the first time seeing Avengers in the theater when he showed up on screen. Like there was like a kid behind me, <gasps> Iron Man. Like he was all excited to see Iron Man. I'm like wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because that's the thing. Like you, you you feel in the theater. Like for some reason we watched the video. You could tell Iron Man was the most popular character. Like if even if they didn't know who Captain America and Thor were, they knew Iron Man. Like that's what yeah. we are now. We're in the world now where Iron Man has to sell a Spider Man movie. That's the world yeah. we live in now. Yeah, and I said I said that story before, like when I was watching Civil War, you know, fucking we go to Queens, we go to fucking Peter Parker's house, dead silence, you know. But <laughs> when they opened up the van and Ant Man was in the back, the fucking theater cheered, right? And or when Incredible Hulk at the end of Incredible Hulk, like people watched an entire movie, like yeah, that movie was man. But when Tony Stark showed up at the very end, the entire theater started clapping, and it was just after the first movie, which came out a month ago. <laughs> Like, yeah. this is insane. Like, what what world do we live in that Iron Man is the most popular character? Yeah, where Ant-Man gets applause over Spider-Man. Right, where <laughs> Ant-Man steals a movie, you know? <laughs> the yeah. second version of Ant-Man, not the wife-beaten version of earlier, you know? <laughs> what a world we live in, man. And they can't sell a Justice League movie. Black Panther <laughs> outsold Justice League. Let's talk about that shit for a second, man. That's the world we live in. A D-list character <laughs> that was yeah. dropping the comics in the 70s outsold the entire Justice League movie. His domestic gross outperformed Justice League entire worldwide gross. It beat, did it beat Avatar? No, it beat Titanic. It didn't it beat, beat Titanic. Avatar. It beat Titanic. It didn't beat Avatar. Avatar is way out there. It's not going to catch Avatar. Yeah. Well, so it's pretty much gonna stop. Where do we want right? to mention uh, James Cameron's shitty comments? I didn't want to, but you did it. So yeah, let's. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my comment. <clears throat> Fuck James Cameron. Next comment. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, because who get? Do we give a shit about Avatar still? I, mean, I, I don't. Give, I didn't give a shit about it, it then. <laughs> <You're Yeah>. right. <laughs> I mean, to me, it was just dances with wolves in space. Right, you know? it's the, right, Pocahontas, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's my thing about James Cameron. James Cameron is old. That's my thing about yeah. James Cameron. Because, and the reason I say he's old because he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it that a lot of these, you know, the Marvel movies are made a lot by younger filmmakers. You look at the Marvel directors, a lot of dudes are like in their 30s, early 40s, stuff like that. You know, they're young filmmakers just getting started. Where Cameron's like, what, 60-something? 
Yeah. So he doesn't Bucking. get it. When he was in his prime, when George Lee was in their prime, comic books were kid shit. They were not taken seriously. There was some shit you threw away when you turned 10 or 12, stuff like that. Where these filmmakers now, they grew up on comic books. They took this shit seriously. It is in their DNA. It's probably the reason they even became filmmakers to begin with. That's why they're taking this shit so seriously. And it's a it's a generation gap. It's a disconnect that James Cameron doesn't understand. And none of uh, the guys in his you know age group understand you know like my grandma doesn't understand my mom doesn't understand it anybody in the age doesn't like these comic book movies why are they so popular they don't know because they didn't grow up with it but yeah. we understand it and the generation under us understands it it's only going to get bigger because it's some little black kid right now that just watched black panthers like i'm gonna make that movie and he's gonna make i don't know static shock or some bullshit riri williams i don't know fuck something you know. And he's going to bring a, another perspective. Exactly. To, and we're going to be like, we're not going to understand it. But because let me just talk. Yeah. yeah. I, I, let me just talk about Avatar. And we'll bring in Black Panther. Okay. okay. Well, I'll use Black Panther as a juxtaposition here. Okay. Now, Black Panther, you can tell, was written by black people, people of color. Mm -hmm. Because the whole notion, the whole aspect of Wakanda being an isolationist country that um, closed itself off from the world, but there was a population that, re that resented them for it. That, that idea is an inherently a people of color perspective. Right. A white guy would not have understood that. A white writer would not have even thought of that idea. Right. So that, that perspective, that's just a part of people, of colonized people of conquered people. So when I watched Avatar, I can clearly tell it was a white guy taking a stab at trying to write some sort of indigenous culture. Mm -hmm. You know, like it was total, I mean, even though he was, it was a white guy, it was the white savior trope, even though he became- I, I was just about to say it's the a, white savior trope. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was basically a white savior trope, but it was full of like, you know, him taking ownership of, the animals and ownership of the land and ownership and it, like even the guy like your mind when he braided himself with the with the flying dinosaur thing and your mind now like that was taking ownership which is totally not an indigenous tribal perspective that you don't own anything right. they own you you know what i mean you're a part of the okay. earth you know you don't own the earth you know so you can tell that it was written by a non-indigenous person. And that's where James Cameron is coming from. He's still got that same old, old school perspective that is quite outdated. So right. yeah, and, yeah, and you can old. hear this stuff, like when he was saying the shit he was saying about Wonder Woman, like you can tell, you know, yeah. he doesn't get it. Yeah, oh, I, oh, I, uh, I made Ripley a, a, a hero and I, I did it first. Motherfucker, <laughs> Wonder Woman was is like 75 years old. Right. <laughs> You didn't do it first. <laughs> right. <laughs> Saying she's too Wonder hot Woman's to be a hero. Is the, how, how can yeah. one woman be too hot to be a hero? Like, okay, Jamie Hammer, you, you're talking too much. Like, stop talking, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's so that's all we got to say about that. But X actually want to Well, here's the thing. Okay, like we're talking about James Cameron, but here's the thing that I think one director has got to the point that he's saying, if you can't beat him, join him. Oh, and yeah, that, yeah. And that leads to my segue. <laughs> <laughs> And that leads to my segue on Steven Spielberg. 
Now, Steven yeah. Spielberg was saying the same bullshit. He was singing that same tune last year around this time, saying that like, superhero is going to die off and become the way of the Western. All of a sudden, boom, he's directing a DC Comics movie. Wow. And and you know what? I bet you that he they'll let him because he's Spielberg. Because he, he's Spielberg. <laughs> but at the same time, like I said, he, he's directing, for those that don't know, he's directing Black Hawk. Black Hawk is a, a DC. And the thing is, Black Hawk is like right up his alley. Like this is yeah. this is his shit, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's take some the, fighter pilots. Take, they take kill the most Nazis. obscure character that no one gives a shit about, but he's gonna... <laughs> right. <laughs> and it just just step yeah. back and just let him do whatever he want to do. And yes, this is in Spielberg's wheelhouse. He if he makes this movie, this movie will be a hit. It will have the DC's name on. It. People say DC name it back. He will not reference the DCU in any way whatsoever. Even though he could, you know, one of them could show up, but it's not gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be World War Two shit, you know. Fucking, World War Two shit, fighting Nazis. It's gonna be Indian, Indiana Jones dog fights. Yeah, yeah, you know the typical shit. You know, I told somebody yeah. the other day, uh, "What's Blackhawk?" It's like remember Red Tails? Okay, it's that, but for white people. That's what it is. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so yeah, so so Steven Spielberg is on the bandwagon, and honestly, I think if it is a hit with Steven Spielberg, these old ass directors they're gonna want to get in on the action. You're going to see James Cameron like, okay, well, fuck it. These superhero movies aren't going anywhere. What else you got? Give me something. You know, give me Moon Knight. Yeah, says the guy who's been trying to make Battle Angel for the past 10 years. Right. (laughs) This Japanese manga. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that looks like shit. (laughs) Uh, That being said, can we move to the the video game section? All right. Okay. Like I said, we move to the video game section. And Eli, I'm going to bite my words. I'm going to eat my words because last week I shitted on God's God of War, even though I haven't even played it, hadn't even seen oh. it. Yeah, and just said, I thought you were gonna say I love uh, 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 what's that game? Oh, what's that game? Fortnite now. Oh fuck Fortnite! <laughs> I thought that's what you were gonna say. Fortnite's no, awesome. fuck Fortnite! I still don't get that game. And that game, and it seems like that game is getting bigger and bigger and bigger every week that I ignore it, and I just don't get it. That's the thing, Eli. That, that's the generation gap with me. This new shit, Fortnite, Overwatch, PUBG, whatever all that shit is, I don't get it. I don't, I can't play that shit. That shit is not fun to me, but it's the most popular shit of all time. I'm like, you you guys can have that shit. I'm not playing that shit, so whatever. Okay, dinosaur, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Get off my lawn. I, I feel like that now. <laughs> But I will say this, like I said, I shit on God of War last week and I said, oh, the game's just gonna be some some just cut scenes for ten hours, like like Uncharted. Like I said, Uncharted 4 bore, uh, bored the fuck out of me, but critics gave it ten out of ten left and right and was, you know, slobbing on its knob and all stuff like this. So I'm thinking God of War's gonna be the same thing. But now I am here to slob on God of War's knob. Because I got a chance to watch it on Twitch. I didn't buy it. I didn't play a single game of it, but I did watch a Twitch, Twitch stream of it from some a few people. And yeah, the game is fucking awesome. The game deserves the scores it gave. It does have a good story, but at the same time, it does have some some really awesome gameplay. It actually does play similar to the other God of War games like it did before, but they changed up the formula. And the little sidekick he's got, his son... I love that little boy because <laughs> he just calls him boy the entire time. Like you can press a button and just make him say boy, boy, <laughs> shoot this guy, boy. I'm like, I love that shit, man. <laughs> and so, yeah. So anybody out there, but here's the thing, Eli, here's my thing. I don't have a PS4. God of War is awesome. Is that enough to make me buy a PS4? My answer is no. 
because I can't see myself buying a PS4 to play one damn game. I don't give a shit about any other game. Bloodborne, fuck that game. Uncharted 4, I don't care. Killzone, <laughs> yeah, seriously. And, and the same thing with Xbox, man. Like, like everybody said, but what about Halo? Halo ain't made a good game since 2006. Halo 3, which is on like the first of them. All the other Halo games, they fucking suck. Destiny is the new thing they made, and that's on everything now. So there's no reason to play that shit, no reason to play that shit. So maybe when the Spider-Man game comes out, that will maybe persuade me. But as of right now, I'm not sold on just buying a, a $400 to $300 system just to play one game. It's not that serious. I'll just watch them on Twitch stream and just be done with it. Uh, I, that, mean, I, I, I'd yeah. like to play God of War, but... Yeah, I might have to wait till next year when it goes down. Yeah, I'm gonna wait till it goes down some price. But I'm telling you, Eli, it, it does look awesome. It looked like a fun ass game. But that being said, can we talk to some shit that we did some research on? We talked about last week, but we have more more details on. Okay. Okay. Billy Mitchell. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. oh yeah. yeah, yeah Eli's yeah, waking yeah. up now. Oh, oh, let's talk some shit I know. <laughs> <laughs> so like i said we got a chance for those that don't know billy Mitchell, and there's a thing like i said for the listeners out there i haven't seen king of calm before so when last week talked about this i wasn't really familiar with the whole situation was going on eli sent me a link i saw the movie and it opened my eyes up to everything that was going on with this like i said billy mitchell is basically on investigation or not even investigation they just already threw his scores out of king kong saying he cheated and all the stuff like that and it makes perfect sense i mean now that i think about it, like man this guy's an asshole <laughs> like, yeah. yeah but it's not just him eli it, it opened my eyes up that it wasn't just him it was the entire system that was fucked up because when the i was twin, watching, talk about twin galaxies that whole, twin galaxies the whole thing yeah. was corrupt yeah. yeah yeah well he was part of it i mean he was giving them money that's the he thing. He was paying keep them off. Them in business. Yeah, he yeah. was he was paying them off to keep him in business. So the thing was, they knew he was dirty. They knew he was cheating. But at the same time, they understand he was you know paying them off. So it's just like, what can we do? You know, it's like you got yeah. the you got the police force and the crime boss is paying them off. What which can you do? Yeah, when Steve Weeby sent in that tape that beat his score, they did everything they could to discredit his name and sent those guys to his house. To look at his board, like no, open up the sent, Donkey Kong. They sent Billy Mitchell to his house. Yeah, yeah, to look at his game board to see yeah. if it was the correct game board and all. But this Billy shit Mitchell and... didn't care. He just like, oh hell no, he's not gonna beat my score. <laughs> if I'm the yeah. guy that's gonna validate whether he beats my score, I'm gonna say no. So he's gonna tell him, well, your score didn't count anyway because you got to do it in the building. So he live, lied. Yeah, yeah, live. So he goes out there. Beast like the cross country. Cross country. <laughs> drives out there. Beats the top score in that building. And like, okay. In front of all his homies. In front of in everybody front of all- on live TV in front of everybody. Billy Mitchell sends a videotape while he's there. Yeah. <laughs> of it. Like, what the fuck? So you saying his score doesn't count because he didn't wasn't live, but you sent a videotape from your house? Yeah. Like that that's... was all squiggly, like like the tracking's all fucked up and lines are getting like right when the score. When he hits a million, you see like the tracking get all fucked up and right. shit. And they're suspicious of it. They're like, Billy, what what is this? Oh, don't worry about that. There's the tape. You know, like, okay. Th- that's how you know yeah. they're corrupt. <laughs> so yeah. it's like Weeby wasn't just going against Billy Mitchell, he was going against the entire system. He was fighting the system. Yeah. And so And then when he then it was so sad when he went to to the Guinness uh the, the Guinness uh tournament or whatever. Mm-hmm. And tried for four days to to beat a million and couldn't do it. 
And right. then Billy wouldn't even play. Like, right. Because like, <laughs> Billy knew he was in his head by then. He like, I've already, I've beaten you psychologically. I don't have to beat your score because I've beaten you psychologically already. So once he got in his head, he knew it was over. And on top of that, I kind of felt bad for Weavy because they did try to paint him out to be Captain Ahab. You know, I'm not yeah. going to tell you read it, lead listeners who Captain Ahab is. Go f- read a fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what he was doing. He was destroying his own life, chasing that score. You know, eventually at the end of the day, he had to realize that some things are more important than this Donkey Kong score. And I get it. And a lot of people just say, well, it's just a video game score. It doesn't mean anything. I get it. What he's trying to do. He's trying to beat a corrupt system that is rigged against him. And I completely get that. That makes completely complete sense. But yeah, he, he got to the point that he was getting to the point that it was destroying his life, you know, to chase this this whale that he couldn't catch. You know? Yeah. And so, but it did feel good that at the end when he finally went back home, he was able to, you know, beat this score, even though actually somebody else has beaten his score since then. So. Yeah. And, so. and he's gotten validation 10 years later. Like he's finally, like he's got, and now that they, they uh, banned Billy Mitchell's score, Steve Weeby's got the top. Right. And and the thing is, Billy Mitchell's score, whether he cheated or not, is irrelevant. His score, whether it's legit or not, should have never been accepted. And that's the cheating part of it. It wasn't that he cheated. It's that the Twin Galaxies was cheating. You know, they was in favor of him just so he can pay. So that was some pure D bullshit. So, yeah, strip his score, strip his money, do whatever you need to do, because that was all in Weeby. I I felt bad for the guy. I really did. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, that means said no more video games. Here. I guess we can move on to the, the good shit now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, like I said, now we're gonna talk about the the part that pays the bills. We're gonna talk about the extra comic books, and I want to talk. This is a very special episode of Comic Book Bullies. Like I said, we get a chance yeah. to talk about Superman. This could have been one episode. Now that I think about it, it could have been one episode. <laughs> now that I think, yeah, I, I wanted to do that, but so much other shit happened. I wanted to touch on that before we got there. But yeah, we want to talk about Superman. 1000 we want to talk about the oh no action comics 1000 action comics i fucked up my bad action comics 1000 i did kind of want to talk about this this entire thing just by itself we need a chance to do that so that's okay i do want to break down now for those of you that haven't read this book please go read this book i'm gonna give you my rating right now i'm my rating for this book is five out of five it just is i I know when does that ever happen (laughs) (laughs) now like i said i rarely give five out of five of anything but i'm gonna give it for this one because like i said this is a book that i have had discussions with people about and talked about it i feel like this is i'm gonna just briefly talk about this book overall i feel like this is pure unadulterated uncut front straight from the tap straight from the source superman this is not revisionist superman this is not Zack snyder's deconstruction of superman this is Superman. Like, if you never read a Superman story before, you can sit down, read this story, and know everything you need to know about this character. And that's how I feel about it. They took some of the best creators that ever had, I'll say the best creators they had in the last 30 years, and they sat down and basically told the best stories they could. And that's a few people that are missing. Grant Morrison's not here. Alan, Alan Moore's not there. Kurt Swan has a story in here. Kurt Swan is dead. They found a way to dig up his stories from the grave, and he has a story in here. And so, 
I, like when you have stuff like that that's that's impressive and then on top of that the, all the covers that they have with it uh like i said they have eight different covers and eight covers are basically celebrating the separate decades of superman and what decades man and it's not just the the decades of superman like each decade that superman is representing these covers almost represent not only the the decades of time that we all lived in but the decades of comics because comics changed each, each decade like the 30s it was about like he was battling some religious cult and you know and that's what he did he fought religious cults uh war profiteers you know and, and because it was in the Great Depression. So he was battling anybody, you know, to save the, the oppressed. You know, you get to the 40s, and I'm just going down the road. You know, he's talking about World War II. So, of course, you know, he's fighting for Bill Bond, stuff like that. 1950s, you have it's all about science fiction, all about space, all about, you know. So he's a lot of space adventures going on around that time. Uh, then you got the 60s. The 60s is actually when Superman became the Superman that we know. That's when you started getting Bizarro. You started bringing that's Kurt Swan when Kurt Swan started bringing all the stuff to it. You know, the Phantom Zone, Kandar, the Fortress of Solitude, Mister Mixio Plicknick, Supergirl. All that stuff happened in the 60s, and that's what made and that's when Superman like really started to flesh out his mythology. You know. The 70s, you know, that's kind of like the time when it was about, you know, truth, justice, and American way. It was around, you know, 76, you know, it was the centennial. So it was all about America running time. The 80s, you know, of course, that's when the Superman movies, Christopher Reeve era, really starting to get going. So everything around the time was influenced by, you know, the Superman era. They started reshaping the comics to be more like that. Lois started to be more, you know, adventurous, started to be more into to it and he was completely revamped by john burns the 90s came around you know pure hot action you got 2000s with it trying to be you know more realistic more dark more grounded because that's what comics were doing because 9 11 affected the comics also you know and then yeah and that's where we are now so i, I just think it's pretty awesome all the stuff they did oh uh, eli let me ask you this like i said out of all the stories which one was your favorite my favorite yeah um probably the one that richard donner wrote yeah the one that richard donner wrote now so for was the, it the, yeah. yeah and that was the one richard donner and jeff johns wrote uh like I said, okay yeah I, yeah 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 that's uh -huh. right as a matter of fact, I'm gonna just run through the list. I know, I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about this book. We're gonna you know talk about this book as much as possible. I'm just gonna break down the different stories that were in the book. Like I said, we have from the city who has everything. You know, uh, has Dan Jurgens was done done by that. The never oh, and then I I, I I met them. I met I got it signed. Yeah. Yeah, you got a story. Yeah, we posted it. If people, if guys, if you're not following our, we don't have a Snapchat really, but on our <laughs> Facebook page, you know, we have like that messenger i don't know what you call it i'm not into all that shit the stories <laughs> or something you know follow that shit well I'm, I'm posting shit every day on there but yeah you like yeah tell break down that story what you what you said about so it. yeah i mean i i don't action comics isn't on my pull list so when i got my pull list this week i was gonna i planned on buying it but i showed up you know wait like at night and they were already sold out there was no more action comics at my comic book store so um, on Saturday, I decided to go to like one of the bigger stores in the area called The Source. It's actually pretty well known. It's one of the bigger comic book stores in the state here in Minnesota. Um, and I just got up that morning and I looked on like what time they open. I went on the Facebook page and it said, today, Dan Jurgens and Patrick Gleason doing an in-source signing for Action Comics 1000. I'm like, oh, no shit. So <laughs> I went went over there and stood in line and got a copy and got it signed. <laughs> 
by, by yeah, by Dan Jurgens and Patrick Leeson. Yeah, he just so, happened to be there. Yeah, like I said, we posted yeah. the pictures of it and stuff, and that, that's yeah. like, so, so it was meant to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool like i said we finally got to meet another well actually you got to meet a celebrity in real life this time instead of me just tweeting people all day so that's pretty cool <laughs> uh yeah well like i said the other stories we have like i said we have the never ending battle where he you know he fought uh vandal savage he went back in time and everything like that the enemy within like i said that was the kurt swan book basically with the kurt swan story they actually took some unpublished kurt swan pencils that were you know longer after he died they took those four pages and turned him into a Superman story. Like Superman wasn't even in the story, but they put. Is that the, is that the one with the the teacher or whatever? Yeah, the teacher. The, you know, that had the gun gun to their head, and he was talking about Brainiac and some shit. Yeah, the story yeah. wasn't even about that really. They just made up some pencils. Like they made the story about Brainiac, but Brainiac really had nothing to do with it. You know. Okay. So, so that was pretty cool. The game that was the one he played chess with Lex Luthor, but Lex Luthor cheated. You know. Uh, the car, the one that you said. And I'm gonna talk about the the car because, like I said, that's the Jeff Johns and Richard Donner. And and Eli, you know that Jeff, uh, like Richard Donner, basically put you know brought Jeff Johns to the business, right? No, I did not know that. Yeah, he used to be like an assistant, you know, with them. So, so basically, Jeff Johns, you know, worked very close under Richard Donner. So that's why you know they're so close and stuff like that. But basically, that whole story for those that don't know, that was a story about the original Action Comics number one when superman you know if you see on the cover he's destroying this car so the book is about the guy getting his car fixed you know and the, the guy is telling him man you can't get this car fixed your car is total you might as well just throw this car into the junkyard can't fix it so he since he has no way to go home he walks home while he's walking home he looks in the sky he sees a bird he sees a plane and then he sees Superman, you know, yeah. and Superman tells him like, oh, you finally got down from the pole. And he's thinking Superman's come down to kick his ass again like he did last night. But Superman tells him, I'm not going to kick your ass. I'm trying to tell you that I did some digging on you. I found out who you are, Butch. Because, and Butch is the actual name of the guy that, you know, gave his name, was giving Clark Kent a hard time in Action Comics number one. So it's nice call back from that. And he was telling him, like, I know who I you are. I did not know that. That. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that reading it. Yeah, but, but I'm gonna tell you the story about Ash Comics real quick, just real quick. Basically, Clark Kent asked Lois Lane out for a date. She'd been turned down forever, forever, but for one night, she decided, okay, Clark Kent, Clark, Clark Kent, for one night, I'm gonna give you a chance. I'm gonna go out on a date with you. So they decided to go out on a date. While they're hanging out on a date, Butch, you know, in that, in that car, they get smashed. Butch comes in with his, you know, gangsters and hoodlums coming back there, and he sees Lois Lane. He's like, yeah, you nice. You gonna dance with me. And he just grabs Lois Lane and make her go to the dance floor. Clark Kent stands up. He like, sit your ass down. You know, in a way like that, you know, and he just, Clark Kent just sits down. And Lois like, what the fuck? Like, you supposed, you not gonna defend my honor? So she kicks Butch in the nuts, you know, and then walks out. He like, see Clark Kent, that's why I kept turning you down. Cause you are a pussy. <laughs> So she left. So Butch said, nah, nah, fuck this shit. So he takes Lois Lane, kidnaps her, throw her in the car with the rest of the goons. And Clark, like, and no, he turns into Superman. Superman runs the car down. And then so Butch is driving down the street and he sees this dude in red underwear and blue tights. He's like, what the fuck? You know, and he sees Superman about to run over him. Superman jumps over the car. Butch, like, okay, what the fuck? And when he jumps in the car, Superman runs after the car, you know, catches the car, picks the car up. And throws it into a building, you know, and then you see that's when you see people running all crying and shit like that. And then he takes Butch, and, you know, hangs him on top of a telephone pole and shit like that. And she's in love with Superman, even though she thinks Clark Kent is a pussy. You know, that was the original story. So that being said, uh, 
he goes in digging some dirt on Butch, finds out Butch is not really a bad guy. He just has some bad guidance about him. He like, Butch, you can't turn your life around. And cause you always Butch is supposed to be this big dude. He like, Butch, you could be this big guy and you go around and you're using your weight and using your influence and power to bully people that you think you can push around. But what but what I did is showed you what happened when somebody pushes you around because there's always somebody bigger, badder, and stronger than you. So what you can do instead of being an asshole, why don't you use your influence to help other people out? Like your life is up to you. I'm not gonna do anything else to you, but what you do is on on you. And so at the end of the book, you that same car that you that they said that couldn't be fixed and couldn't be total, you see it fixed, and Butch is playing with the kids, you know, in the neighborhood. And I thought that was a pretty cool story, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then I like the thing I like about the story is that none of the stories are like really connected. Like they could be in any timeline, they could be in elsewhere story, but it doesn't really matter. It's just self-contained stories that you can just like, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it just like reminded me of of the movies. I mean, I, I, that's my you know the the Donner movies, the first two, especially the second one. I love the second movie. Um, that was probably my highest point of Superman fandom was Superman two, the movie. Right. I mean, I, that's when I actually actively bought his comics. I was I had a bunch of the trading cards. Then <laughs> you know I got into Superman because of Superman too, and I and I just like the the art of the story, the feel. It just had that old school, classical superhero, you know, trope, and that's and because that's what Superman is. He's the original superhero. Right, and like I said, Superman 1, Superman 2, they wrote the blueprint for what a superhero movie is supposed to be, and you can see that in the DNA of even movies today, you know, yeah. like Avengers and all this stuff like that. Uh, going forward, like I said, we also got the fifth season. Honestly, this is the only one I didn't even, under I didn't even understand the story. That's the Zack Snyder, or not Zack Snyder. Scott Snyder, uh, the good Zach one. Snyder. Yeah, the good one. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, totally, it totally, like, reminded me of some Snyder you know, I'm going to pull the most obscure, geeky references out of my ass to show how much of a fucking nerd I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we're just supposed to understand this shit. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on with this story. Like, did they die? Did they live? I don't know. Fuck it. You know. Uh, then we yeah. have Of Tomorrow, which is a cool story, which I think he died in that one, too. Is that the one? Was that Tom King where he goes to the planet? Yeah, no, he's like he's, he, he's right. He's on Earth and he's been alive for four billion years, you know. And yes. the sun is about he goes to goes back to Earth. Yeah, yeah, and and then he goes and he it's like a, he's remembering what Earth used to be, and then he pull he makes a diamond out of out of the sand or whatever. Right, out of the to remember Earth, and, what yeah. Earth, yeah, to remember what Earth. Earth oh yeah, that was that Tom King. He's got. You know, people bitch about, you know, the, his Batman run because it isn't all action packed and, you know, blockbustery like, you know, Snyder and Capullo was. But he's got a poignancy to the it, well, characters. He, like he's, he's humanizing Batman. That's, that's yes. The, you know. Yes. And that's what I felt like. Wow. That's, the, you know, it's just Clark going back to Earth, remembering his parents, remembering what Earth used to be. And then he makes a diamond out of the sand. You know, <laughs> right? Because he squeezes so hard. But the thing is, like I said, yeah. when the sun expands to engulf Earth, you know, it, it, he walks into the sun. That's why, yeah. like, did he die or? I, I guess it doesn't really matter. You know? Yeah, I don't know. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, what's the next one? Uh, five minutes. Is that the one? What was five minutes? Five minutes. Five minutes. I forgot that one. Is that the? Mixoplex one? No, no. Not Mixoplex. That was the one after that one. What was five minutes? I mean, I'm, I got it right here. Let's see. Oh. Of tomorrow, then there's... Oh, yeah, five minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Which, which one was that Louis one? Simon, Louis Simonson. Where he oh, stops the that, 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 I, yeah, that was awesome. Subway, yeah, the Subway one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Perry gives him five minutes to complete, you know, complete the report, you know. But while he's, you know, re- yeah. completing his report, he's trying to finish his deadline, he hears all the metropolis getting fucked up like you know the the guy in the train is off the track and the satellite is going down and bibbo is getting attacked on the street so he's trying to solve all this shit and trying to get back in time before you know before the deadline and then when he gets back to the deadline perry tells him oh don't worry about that superman just saved a a bank robber go go do that story (laughs) it's like oh shit (laughs) so yeah i actually like that one i actually like that one uh action land like you were saying and then i like i like action land because it basically shows how powerful mr mixio click is you know they're basically saying that he can wipe superman out with he can race him from existence with the snap of a finger but the thing is he doesn't want to yeah you know he, he likes fucking with them you know and it's that was the one written by paul dini which it, it did totally feel like a cartoon episode well that's the know? thing i think that girl like his girlfriend in there i think that's a i think she originated from the cartoon okay yeah because i've never seen him before she originated because he did have a girlfriend in a cartoon so yeah it, it basically was pulled directly from that and matter of fact oh uh, it was a couple scenes in there that was ripped out from that cartoon with Paulding did. Uh, Faster than a speeding bullet. That might have been my favorite one. That's the one where he was, when the uh, guy was holding the girl hostage and he was trying to race to catch okay. the bullet. Yeah. But he was like, I can't get there in time. But she does something to give him like a picosecond uh, extra bit of time that's enough for him to catch the bullet before he shoots in the head, you know. Yeah, and yeah. he tells us she's pretty good. But I, I, the reason I like that one so much because of the artwork. The artwork is that guy. Where did I see that guy before? He used to do that astonishing X Men book. Like that artist, that artist is awesome. That's why I like the the, the book so much. Uh, John Cassidy. John Cassidy, that guy's awesome. Before I get to the last book, let me just back up and talk about the. Oh book. yeah, and then it's that, that pinup of uh, I, and now I, I I showed my kid this, the the pinup, the Jorge Jimenez uh, pinup where it shows Superman sitting on the cloud. I didn't see that. Is that, that All Star Superman or? No, it's just a pinup. It's just one of the one of the pictures. One of the is that the one he's artwork. sitting on the cloud and he turned around and smiling? Yeah, he's just sitting there, and I showed that to my kid. He's like, "Oh yeah, like Goku." And he <laughs> <laughs> well, see, Goku sits on the cloud, and that's yeah. that's like his thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, another Goku Superman reference. That's the thing. Uh, and I guess we could talk. Let, let, I guess let's talk about the last one. Like I said, the last one is the one that's like the the feature here. That's the reason they kind of made the book because all the other ones were set up stories and just one off stories. This one actually sets up the new arc, and that's the truth. I guess we can go into detail about this book. Uh, basically, what happened is Superman with the book. I mean, the story begins with Superman getting his ass whooped and getting smacked around all across uh, Metropolis, getting his ass knocked out. He lands into this coffee shop. These two girls, you know, they see him knocked out. So they know he's in trouble. So they decide to grab him and take him behind, you know, the counter. While at the same time, you know, they're talking about, you know, it's Superman. <laughs> you know, they're making references about, you know, how he looks and stuff like that. But then this big monster dude just comes out of nowhere. Where's Superman? I'm finna whoop his ass while he's trying to look for him. Supergirl comes out of somewhere. Uh, he smacks the shit out of her like, you're next. Your time is coming. Let me deal with him first. I'm going to come for your ass next. So Superman finally wakes up. You know, he tries to ask him his questions. He's like, don't worry about who I am. I'm going to whoop your ass. So they go fighting again. He smacks the shit out of Superman again. Uh, and before Superman can, you know, get his ass whooped, Supergirl flies back again, tries to punch him. He smacks ass again. Like, look, I'm going to kill you in a second. Let me kill him first because I'm here to wipe all Kryptonians off of existence. 
He's like, what are you talking about? What's your name? Like, my name, I'm trying to remember his name. What was his name? Uh, Eli. I don't know. Robu <laughs> Zar. I remember his name was Zar. Last name was Zar. Okay. Let's say, let's go with that. Let's go with Rogozar. And he says, I'm here to wipe Kryptonians off the face of the earth, just like I told Jarrell I would do all that all that long time ago, just like when I killed Krypton before. So basically, this is a complete... Dun, 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 dun. Exactly. So Brian Michaels Bendis, in his very first story, has completely rewritten the mythos of Superman. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently some dude blew up Krypton. <laughs> Some dude and, that we never and heard it, of. Yeah, this is the and this is the first appearance of him, right? The first appearance of him, like I said, the very first story by Bendis. So, yeah. So in my hands, I'm holding the first appearance of this dude, and I got it signed <laughs> <laughs> by Dan Jurgens. So we, hey, that's so if this guy turns out to be a thing, hey, you like you're sitting on something. Yeah, I got yes. it bagged and boarded already, yo. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking orders now. <laughs> So, now, Eli, you know how I feel about this, you know, about rewriting history, especially Superman history. I don't like this shit because I like the story of Krypton being destroyed before. Even in Man of Steel, I like that. They just basically saying that Krypton, you know, fell from its own hubris. Basically, it evolved to a point that it couldn't evolve anymore and it just outlived its own usefulness. They used up all their resources. They didn't want to, you know, evolve or grow or expand anymore. And when you get to that point in your civilization, civilizations just die. And that's what happened to Krypton. I just like this story that it just went to the end of its own evolution. Not some dude blew it up, you know. <laughs> that kind of takes away from the, you know, from the the story of it, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. Remember, because I kept bitching about that when Jarrell came back. Remember that that time? Oh, was that the Mr. Miracle or whatever? The Mr. Mi no, actually, it wasn't Mr. Mixio Plicknick, I don't think. No, it was actually oh, Dr. Manhattan that did it. Yeah, then we, we were we were wondering if it had something to do with all that shit. Yeah, it it did because I, I didn't I didn't review the story on on comic book bullies, but I did go back and read it. And the thing is, uh, Jorah actually had some cool powers. He actually could shoot kryptonite out of his eyes. He had kryptonite okay. eye vi heat vision. So, but yeah, but basically what happened was before Krypton blew up, Doctor Manhattan plucked Jorah from Krypton. I mean, he what was, still was his name? What was his name though in that? Oh, yeah, he had comic. a name. Oh, the something. Yeah, I, I forgot. We I thought it was referring to Mr. Oz. Mr. Oz. That's what his name was. Mr. Oz. That's Mr. That's Oz. Because we kept thinking it yeah, was Ozymandias, right? That storyline bled. Yeah, because that bled into Detective Comics because he kidnapped him Drake and what? put him really? in an alternate dimension. Yeah, that was a whole storyline in Tim, uh, the Detectives last year. Oh, cool. Okay. So basically what happened was, like I said, Dr. Manhattan plucked him out of Krypton right before Krypton blew up, but he still got kind of fucked up and got kryptonite stuck in his eye and shit. So he, he's like, okay, kal if you're not going to join me uh, before Dr. Manhattan come fuck everything up, I'm just going to kill you right now. I don't know why he want to kill his son or something like that. So he started shooting heat vision kryptonite out of his eye trying to kill him, but somehow Superman still beat him. And when he beat him, Dr. Manhattan just put him back in the Krypton. Like just snapped his fingers and put him back there and killed him. So... Yeah, so that's how that story ended there. So I don't like this revisionist history, but at the same time, that doc, that uh, Jarrell story at the end of the day didn't matter. You know, it didn't really change anything. It just what is what it is. But Bendis is changing a fundamental story of Superman with this shit he's doing now. So it, it does sound. It does it did seem like he's like, you know, coming out of the gate with all guns blazing. Like I'm gonna just come in and you know just action packed and just shake everything up and you know 
And he did that because that was the most action-packed story of the entire arc. The rest of it was just Superman sitting back, reflecting, you know, talking about Metropolis and, you know, seeing his relationship with other people. But this was just just ass-whooping the whole time. So, like, it was a different pace from the other books we were reading, you know. So, I'm interested. I'm going to see where Bendis goes with this story. It's going to be, I guess, a six-part arc or something like that. I hope he has a good direction with it because out the gate, it just feels like just some generic-ass monster that just re retconned the entire, you know, DC universe with this shit, you know, <laughs> because like for instance, yeah. like the Green Lantern Corps let Krypton die because they're like they're at the end of their life anyway, you know, their time has come, you know. So yeah. I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, hey, like what what would you think about the story? Because I know I just kept rambling about Superman all day, but what'd you think about the story overall? I mean, well, I mean the I, the comic itself, you know. Yeah, I give it a four out of five. I mean, I'm not the Superman fan you are, I'm not as well versed in DC lore or the Superman mythology. Um, so yeah, to me, it was just, yeah, it was like an annual to me. Yeah. You know, it was just a bunch of vignettes telling, you know, celebrating Superman, you know? And, and yeah, I, 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 there was some references I, I didn't get because I, I don't know the, the lore as well, but you know, I can tell that that's what they were doing. They were just celebrating. It was just Superman's birthday. We're going to tell all these different stories about Superman just to just to celebrate who he is, the character and the legacy. Taking him all like like what you said, through all the eras, you know, he's 80 years old. Let's go through all the eras that he's been around. And, you know, it's like like the Vandal Savage. I love that that where they reference the Dark Knight Returns. Right, getting, where he had to live it through got, every single, you know, event that he yeah. Yeah, we remember. Yeah. Kingdom Come. Yeah, he's going know. yeah, he's going through the yeah, the Kingdom Come. Uh <laughs> that, that was cool too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the the nuclear explosion that he's you know, he gets caught in. I mean, all that stuff was cool. And that's and and but for me, like it, it actually got to me too, because I like the movies. I I loved the old the two Donner movies and that's why the Donner story was my favorite because it reminded me of that. Like, oh, this is my thing. And he, they, they even got to me too. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, they brought so, Donner back to write one of the stories. So yeah, it was pretty awesome. Like I said, I had fun with the story. They even got another story on Comicsology. It's like 385 pages. It's like a bunch of Superman stories. And I'm, I'm thinking about buying it. I don't know. I'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes but yeah i just it, it was like that's the that's why it's the only book i want to talk about this week but yeah, there's another book i'm gonna talk about before i get to that eli i know it's a book you want to talk about so i'm gonna give you some breathing room since i just kept going on or whatever so oh okay uh well shit um well damn i'll okay i at least want to talk about i got i read a bunch of books but i at least want to talk about batman 45 okay this is the gift part, part one now this this was crazy. <laughs> I read, I was like, what? The, I had to read this a couple of times. Like, what the fuck? So, um, Booster Gold is flying around Gotham, and Gotham is fucked up. Fucking places on fire. Uh, there's like some sort of Joker virus or Joker. People are Jokerized or whatever. Um, the book starts out with Green Lantern. He's got some sort of joke. He's in under influence of the Joker, and he kills himself with the ring. He like shoots himself with the power ring. He kills himself. Damn. Yeah. Booster Gold's flying around Gotham trying to find Batman. You know, you see, uh, fucking, 
uh, yeah, the joke people are like, there's people running around acting like jokers. Um, who was it? Uh, was it Tim? Or Jason Todd? Yeah, Jason Todd has his own garage where he's got like these uh, uh, tires for your cars that could zap you if anybody tries to steal your car and shit. I mean, the, the, the city is just fucked up. Yeah, Duke. Duke has been lobotomized because he had the Joker virus or some shit. Um, he finally finds Batman. But it's not Bat. It's, it's Jason Todd. Jason Todd is dressed up as Batman, and he's armed to the teeth with guns. He's got grenades. He basically looks like the Punisher in a Batman outfit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, what the fuck is going on? I got to find Bruce. You ain't Batman. I got to find I got to find Bruce Wayne. So he goes to find Bruce Wayne and he goes to Wayne Manor. And Bruce Wayne is like, so he's at he's basically Bruce Wayne is like this rich asshole, totally ignoring. He's like a total one percenter, totally ignoring how fucked up the city is. He's just like living in the lap of luxury, ignoring all the problems of the world. He's like this ain't Bruce Wayne. And then what do you see? His mom and dad are there. So Thomas and Martha Wayne are alive. <laughs> okay. So that's when I'm like, oh, okay, this is some sort of fucked up Batman Elseworld, flashpoint. Yeah. Shit. yeah. yeah. Um, so he finally takes Bruce Wayne to the side. And he's like, uh, hey, man, um, this isn't what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be Batman, and um, you, you're, you're getting married to Catwoman. <laughs> and what I did, I, I thought I'd give you a wedding gift. And so what I did is I went back in time, and I saved your parents from getting killed. Oh, and shit, in okay. doing so, this is what <laughs> fucked up. The, <laughs> this is what fucked up the timeline. So essentially, Booster Gold fucked up this timeline, and he this fucked up version of Gotham. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "So uh, I'm gonna have to go back in time and fix everything." But Bruce Wayne's like, "Fuck that shit!" And he takes the little skeets or whatever, the skier or the little little machine yeah. Booster Gold has his time travel thing, and he smashes it, and that's where the book ends. <laughs> But if you smash the ski right, he can't change it back. It's stuck the way it is now. So. Yeah, so that's how it ended. I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is a 4.5 out of 5. This is just fucking, yeah, this is the nutso story. Okay, <laughs> yeah, boost the gold, fucking up shit again. Uh, any, any any more books you got? Or? Um, I guess I'll mention uh, Batman, Ninja Turtles, uh, the number six. This is the finale. Where Bane has taken over uh, New York, he has venomized the Foot Clan, um, taken over the Foot Clan, and you can see the final showdown where Donnie has uh, concocted this sort of anti-venom to combat the effects of it, uh, of, of the Bane venom. Mm -hmm. So he releases that. They they there's a big final showdown at the Statue of Liberty where Bane has uh, taken up uh, his hideout. It's his headquarters now. So there's it's just a big giant fight. Um, you know, everybody's kicking ass. Donnie releases the anti-venom and starts turning the Foot Clan back to their normal selves. And um, there's just an awesome moment where um, Bane is like sitting there. You know, I have an army. You know, you you I own this city. You will you will bow to Bane and blah 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 blah. I lead this army, and then all of a sudden you see, her, nope, that's not your army. It's mine, and it's the Shredder. <laughs> Oh damn! Okay, and so yeah, the, the, the Foot Clan is my army. So then it, there's this like cool scene of you know Shredder, Batman, and Splinter, you know, fighting Bane and kicking his ass and shit. So of course they they eventually you know Donnie uses the anti venom to you know 
shoot Bane and they he 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 powers down just enough so they can kick his ass. And all is well. They kick his ass. Um, there's also a really cool moment where uh, Shredder volunteers to go back to prison, and it turns out that um, you know he only made a deal with Batman. He's like, yeah, I'll go back to prison, but you have to fight me first. So we don't see what happens, but we don't know who won the fight. But Shredder still, I'm a man of honor, and he goes back to prison. And and then they all go back to their own world, and you know. So again, this is a lot of fun, fun mashup. Ninja Turtles, you know, teaming up with Batman and Nightwing and Batgirl, Damien, you know, Damien and and Raphael are always yelling at each other, which was a nice <laughs> dynamic. Two assholes of the team, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah, this is four out of five. This was just a lot of fun, you know. Okay. Okay. Uh, shoot. Any any more books you got? Or? I'll, I'll leave it at that, I guess. You know. Okay, we'll leave it. I, I, the la, last book, last book we're going to talk about, like I said, we talked a shitload about uh, action comics. I want to talk about uh, Avengers No uh, no Surrender. Like I said, this is Avengers 689. It's part 15 of the story. And even though this is not the last story of the arc, it feels like it is. And I'm going to just go ahead and wrap it up as fast as possible. So like I said, this is part 15 of No Surrender. So basically how the story starts off, like I said, since Quicksilver sacrificed himself to free the other Avengers, now all the other Avengers are free now. So you got the Champions, they're free. The Ultimates are free. The Defenders are free. Uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur are free. So they're running around saving people. But while they're saving people, they realize that the Earth has got all kind of natural disasters going on. Like that 2012 movie is happening all over the world right now. And there's explosions going off and one of them says something like it's like 12 michael bay movies going on right now we need to do something you know because shit's just blowing up everywhere and while they're doing that uh like the the challenger shows up and he's just beating the fuck out of the avengers left and right he they're like nothing to him and while they're doing that wonder man shows up he like look i'm tired of this challenger uh you're not gonna hurt anybody else because i see what you're trying you're trying to stir the world so if you're gonna fight anybody else you gotta go through me they're like okay and then blasts a hole through Wonder Man and kills him. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Like so that was your strongest guy, right? I gotta tell you something, Avengers. You guys are shit. You guys are trash. I thought you were supposed to be something. I mean, I've been studying Earth. You got nuclear weapons. You got armies you can send at me, but y'all gonna send a, a a few dozen costume clowns at me think you're gonna stop me? That's why I'm going to destroy the world right now. So the Avengers are trying to fight them. You know, they send all the teams in Captain America like, Blue Avengers, blue team, go! You know, Falcon like, Red team, go! Rogue's like, Gray team, go! And Chandler can fuck. He just beating the fuck out of everybody because he just doesn't care. He doesn't even respect the Avengers because they just beating the fuck out of them. While that shit is going on, back in the Cosmic Game Room, they finally stopped the world engine from destroying the Earth. And while they doing that, while they do that, the Grandmaster shows up. The one that we thought was dead, he just shows up. He like, well, I lost this game, so I'm just finna just leave and let the challenges just destroy the earth because I got nothing to do. And the living lightning is like, I gotta stop the the grandmaster. But the thing is, the grandmaster is damn near a, a godlike being, so he know, and he's pretty much still recovering from fighting the Hulk, so he you know he has no chance whatsoever beating the grandmaster. But he realizes one thing he can do. He like grandmaster, I challenge you to a game of cards. Grandmaster like, well, I can't pass that up. Because he's the Grandmaster. Like, you challenge to a game, he's got to accept the game. So he pulls out the card. He's like, we're going to play a game of uh, poker or some bullshit like that. Whoever wins, if I win, you put the earth back where you had it. And if you win, you kill me. You're like, oh, and matter of fact, you can kill all the Avengers. He's like, well, I'll take that bet. So they go back and forth, play the game and stuff like that. 
while they're doing that, uh, the other the Avengers are still getting their ass whooped by the Challenger. And while they're getting whooped by the Challenger, it's Captain America like, hold the line, hold the line. We're going to beat them. We're going to beat them. And Voyagers is like getting that ass whooped back and forth. She's like, they're not going to beat them. They're, they're going to lose. They're going to lose bad. And Beast is getting fucked up. He's like, well, Voyager, if you're going to blue, we need you to do something. Since you already know how to alter memories, like you made us remember you, make the Avengers remember that they're the Avengers. She's like, oh. So what she does, she put an image in all the Avengers' heads about all the victories they've ever had in the past. Like the time that, you know, Captain America stared down Thanos and the time such and such became. And it basically just gives them so much confidence and so much, you know, so much enthusiasm. They feel like, oh, we can beat anybody because we, we're the Avengers. You know, we can stare death in the face and say no, you know, no retreat. No surrender. You know, they say this. So Scarlet Witch is like, okay, we got one shot to take out the chance. So we're going to do this. So she calls some kind of spell, some shit like that. She basically powers up everybody on the team. And she was like, I got this magical enchantment of these words I'm going to say. And when I say it, I want everybody to do, put everything you got into this one move, take out the challenger. You're like, what's the word? Don't know. When you hear the word, you'll, you'll know it. And she says the words, avengers assemble they all throw every single thing they got at the challenger and fuck him up i think they killed him i don't know he's, he's on the ground like fucked up and shit like that so then the fight's over and then back with the living lightning the living lightning actually beats the grandmaster in the game of cards so he's like well since i lost oh shit i gotta put everything back so he puts the earth back to where it was he leaves he disappears challenges all fucked up and the avengers just stand off in the sky and all the ones that you know still alive and they get fucked up just stand off in the sky and like that's why we're the Avengers, you know, and then it just, that's it, you know. I guess the next book is going to be like, okay, since the team is all fucked up, what are they going to do with this team? You got to trim the team down, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, I give this, I give this book a 4.5 out of 5. I had fun with this, had fun with the story. You know, it, it reminded me of why the Avengers are the Avengers, you know, it's building up for the movie and stuff like that. But yeah, I had fun with it. So yeah, I got cool. nothing else from that. So uh, shoot, anything else we got left to talk about? Or? I think we got it. Yeah, I think we went a little bit longer than what we wanted to. So we got an epic one for you. So <laughs> definitely listen to everything we got. Of course, now next week, we're going to be talking about Infinity War. We're not going to talk about anything else. It's going to be 100% Infinity War. It's going to be 100% spoilers. So if you want to dive in, dive in with us. We're going to break this bad boy down as much as we can. Till then, we got other podcasts that are not going to be talking about Infinity War. Uh, like so we got Get Valiant and Hoodoo. I don't know what the hell is going on over there, but... Those, those two podcasts and those two groups have been buzzing for the last week. Eli, what the hell is going on with them? I don't know, man. It's Some heard... some shit is going on with them. I don't know. <laughs> Listen to them. There's some it's exciting shit going on, but I don't know what it is right now. Uh, like I said, we got also Geek Sav, our sister podcast, which I was going to you know talk about some other stuff too. We also have Instruments of Destruction. Did I say that right? I did say it right. If we're, they're yeah. going to talk about some shit we're not going to talk about because we're going to talk about masks, but I don't want to talk about fucking masks. They're going to probably have a two-hour episode about masks, so let them talk about that shit. Oh, what else we got? This Geeks and Comics. We got Comic Cast. Listen to all the podcasts. See what they say about Action Comics number number 1000. See if they get excited about it as much as we did. They probably didn't because I'm a fucking Superboy fanboy, but that's just me, you know. Uh, But that being said, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we will talk about Infinity War next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. I be on it all night, man. I be on it all day. day. Straight up, pimp. If you want me, you can find me in the air. I'm on it. 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 I'm on
time again, I gotta turn back round and tell these hoes That I am the H and I see bitch, that's just the way it goes I be on that shit that I had you on that I don't want no more At this time, I need all my freak hoes to get down on the floor If you came to rep your set, right that nigga, let them know If it's jail, I get for stopping the head of the sleep, fuck it, I go Freak, I be out in the week, straight geeks swerving down your street In the stolen Bonneville with 23s on the feet The legend Rocky D. Brown, back in time to beat it Face, I love the sound, slap the taste, they hit the ground Back in the eight, click the pick up with some eyes that don't play On that crib tonight, we stay, so how we might fly I, I, away I, 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 I be on that crib tonight, straight up on that crib tonight I be on that, straight up on that, I be on that crib tonight I be on that crib tonight, straight up on that crib tonight I be on that, straight up on that, I be on that crib tonight I, 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 I be on it all night, man, I be on it all day, day. Straight up, pimp, if you want me, you can find me in the air Slain that blow, get dope on a daily basis. Get high, me the ugly faces. Smoke a and I'm on probation. My blunts and I don't be lacing. I'm on that crypt tonight. Come to my crypt tonight. Let me beat that puss all night. Run to your butters, I fuck you right. Tell them about all the bikes on the wall. Tell them how you lick my ball. Tell them how concrete run the street. Big boy, he put us on. Chevy Rider, slanging powder, Simpson, roll through Dixie Hills. Diamond pressed against that wood, candy paint. Spinning wheels, grind time, rap gang member, bitches. Side of the road, let's take a shit. The only thing we riding dirty is the UDKCB. Taco Berry, so may we be on our merry way, cause you just ain't gonna find no yay. Play, I got a tough team of attorneys. Make a dust lean like a zip and circle. They play dutty, you can't touch me. Verdict, be not guilty. Search that shit. Shit, we slanging powder. Simpson road to Dixie Hills. Diamond pressed against that wood, candy paint. Spinning wheels, grind time. Rap gang member, bitches, killer, killer. Purple ribbon, rolling O's. And we all be on that crib. I'll be on that crib tonight. Man, I be on it all day. Straight up, pimp. If you want me, you can find me in the.